This is the Larry Society Podcast. We're going to stop with the knocking. Laugh about it, laugh about it, laugh about it. <laughs> Most uncontrollable podcast in the world. Caesar and Pia, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks for having yeah. us. Caesar. Same, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Caesar. So these are my homies from day one. We're down here in San Diego, also known as San Diego, also known as San Diego. That's not a real word, but it sounds good. Anyway, we're down here in beautiful Pacific Beach, also known as PB and J. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich did originate from the city. So we're kicking back. I thought it was PB and TJ. Yeah, PB and TJ. Oh, Tijuana. That makes makes a lot more sense. Tijuana, also known as Terry's Jerky. Also known as Our Home. Our Home, yes. So we're out here today to talk about a few different things. But off the bat, we always like to start with some icebreaker questions. Um, Let's just catch the shit. If you, if you could, could you fight two pit bulls and survive? Uh, Caesar, one minute on the clock. So honestly, ding, I don't think ding, so ding, because ding, you, ding. You, <laughs> now, I mean, if you think about it, uh-huh. at some point, like there's going to be another pit bull, like just chewing you out uh-huh. regardless. So it says, and survive. Like I couldn't fuck a pit bull up, <laughs> but, but I don't think, I'm not sure I'm making, I don't, like so, making out of it, like making it yeah. out alive. So if like, I throw you I'm, in a I'm cage. Choking, I'm choking a pit bull out first, right? Yeah. For sure. And I'm kicking one of the balls. Yeah. But. Have you, but like, what if they're clipped? Well, you're have you no- exactly. And then have you noticed how like some dogs of breed, specifically pit bulls, they, they jaw lock. Well, that, but they also don't perceive pain like every other dog. Really? Right. So you could like. Right. So there's just uh, one big uh, one big story about this farmer that had his dog out, mm-hmm. and I don't, and he, it came back the next morning bleeding and just like like jacked up, like cut up. Yeah. He didn't know what. But two days later, he went out into the ranch and found out seven coyotes dead. Oh, right. So this dog just fucked up seven coyotes. Coyotes are little, right? but I saw. Yeah. But they don't feel pain, right? Yeah. So my dog used to be the same way. Like yeah. he he'd be bleeding and shit. I don't know where he came from, <sighs> but he jumped the fence and they Damn. just keep going. Okay, right. So I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't think I'd make it, because dude. I think you could though, because here's my thing: we have opposable thumbs, so okay. you could throw a fade. You can take out eyes. Yeah, and like they don't care. Yeah, and they're not that tall. So if I was just like. I'd probably like grab one, like like go for the chokehold, yeah. and then it was like, and then I'd let him go, and then the other one came, I'd freaking throw him. Well, how, how long do you think it takes to choke out a pit bull? It'd probably take a minute. Exactly. And kick him. So dead. they go. They go, for the balls. Dead. they go for he the balls. Marked. They like, go for the that's balls. Low right there, bro. Your balls hanging yeah, low. I don't know. Like, you're like knee. I might die. die, but I don't think I'm not letting myself die. Like no shot. Like when, yeah, when we're on the doors knocking, all the homies get all nervous. I'm just like, all right, this is my time. I'm ready. For sure. Yeah. But most of the time, you're fighting against one pit bull. Yeah, it's true. Two, though, throw it in the bag. And All right. Another one. Oh, wait. Actually, Pia, oh, what would you say? If you can't kick it? I said if I can't kick it dead, I'm probably not going to make it out alive. Yes. I'm not That's good with fair. my hands. I'm better with my feet. She's going to stomp <laughs> some uh, dogs out. So, if you had to pick one way to end the world, what would it be? But here are the options. Zombie apocalypse, World War Three, which is nukes, AI takes over, or alien invasion. Mine is easy. Zombie apocalypse. I that's have so depressing, though. I'm yeah. so ready for it. Are you kidding really? me? Are you like that one homie that's got like 50 cans of beans and like 50, Dude, 100 million ammo I think ammo I packs? would just... I've seen Zombieland way too many times to not want Walking Dead? And Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah. I just think that would be so dope. Yeah. Like, you just... Gluck, 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 Dude, there. I would be so depressed, though. You know, is it like... One of, how about this? Is this a zombie apocalypse where as soon as you die, it doesn't matter how you die, you become a zombie? You see, like in, in Walking Dead, when you die, yeah. you come back as a zombie. So some people like just get smoked. Like they like have people kill them so they don't come back as a zombie. Or is this only if you get bit by a zombie, you become a zombie? You get bit by a zombie, you become a zombie. Okay, but otherwise you, you can die, die before, just, yeah. 
then you're not going to come back as a zombie. Okay. So that's what you say, dude. That's pretty yeah. depressive. All these, these all fun. fucking suck. Me? So my thing is, is the outcome of the, regardless of any circumstances, is human, human annihilation. Is that the, is that, is that the way it ends for all of them? Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So if it's, if the whole, if regardless of what we do, every, like literally everyone's going to die. But it's longer timelines. Yeah. yeah. But every, everyone's going to die. One, what's the whole point of like, you said World War Three or Four? Yeah, World what's, War III. what's the point of having people like suffer and fight if, they're like regardless, even winners are still gonna die, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like zombie populace, you're just gonna suffer. Yeah. Like, you're just gonna cause like insufferable pain. Yeah. Why not just do the AI and have like they're gonna if their goal is just to kill everyone, why not just make them? I mean, they're gonna be smarter, I'm assuming, yeah. right? Yeah. Make sure that everyone just goes painless yeah. and just. I think dead. what I like about the zombie apocalypse is that a little it's a little more far fetched than the AI. Like the AI is so near to what can happen right now. Pretty scary, honestly. That it just terrifies. It just terrifies me a little bit too much. Honestly, yeah. Have you seen, like, that they're saying, like, Elon Musk is like, we're already too far past, like, reversing AI. Like, they've already figured it out. So I have... Like, AI is already becoming self-aware. For sure. Oh, yeah. So, let's... Go ahead, go ahead. I have a family friend who works for Meta. Mm -hmm. Oh, Instagram, Facebook thing? Facebook. But he works with uh, VR. Oh, shit. And the things he was telling me of what VR can do right now, that's, like, not even hit the market yet... I was like, oh, what? God, we're like what? too far into this. Yeah. Um, I think AR is way better, though. VR? Than VR, VR yeah. Wait, what's AR? So, augmented reality versus virtual reality. So, augmented reality is a huge difference mm-hmm. where it's essentially, remember when the Google Glasses came out yeah. a while back? And it, it's essentially interconnects with already real life, yeah. which makes it a little bit more uh, intangible versus yeah. VR where you're in a completely different place. Right? right, right. AR just augments everything. So instead of you having a TV there, you just have this vision. Let's say you have contact lenses. Yeah. You can see the, the TV there. Right. right. So it's all virtual. Like it's already what it oh. already exists. And it just adds stuff to it. To make it, it even it's almost more like 3D. Scary, yeah. So a ruler. Like you don't even need a ruler. You just go whoosh, and then uh, you measure shit. Yeah. That'd be or like you crazy. have sunglasses or a special yeah. sunglasses and it'll show you your laptop and keyboard and you can physically type on the air and it'll like program it like that it'll yeah. actually be typing for you is this some of this because that's what i was trying that's, to get to that's real what yeah, is some of the stuff remember the pokemon go yeah remember where and you can actually change yeah. the screen at the background yeah that's augmented reality Whoa. it adds to already shit that's okay i get you i get that makes a lot of sense yeah. like if there's dragons flying around exactly. it's probably like doing acid or something right you're, Dude, like, you're just much. adding to what nice you see. guy and nice guy. oh i need to watch that movie that oh that's, yeah. that's ar with ryan reynolds yes that's ar okay i need to check that out but wait, Pia, what were some of the things that your friend was saying that is kind of sketchy with virtual reality? Well, just how I heard much... you can do it. You can have sex in virtual reality. That's the kind well, of... Well, there's a, on, a, on porn, too. Look, there's a category. Yeah, yeah. You know, come on, boys. You don't act like you never heard this. No cap. So, yeah, it's just how far in depth they are already. Yeah. And even in sports, like, there's um, a bunch of different algorithms and stuff that can you can basically train, like, Roger Federer. And you can see physically like what it is that your swing looks like compared yeah. to his and then Ass through probably. the ar vr whichever one they use mm-hmm. you're actually able to like train like them and so you could get pros to basically have their own programs like right. available so that f- you can have a coach that's already a pro that's nuts that's mm-hmm. also like uh, ready player one that movie mm-hmm. that one's kind of nuts too yeah dude, honestly so that's, that's uh virtual reality yeah. yeah i don't know i just think we're living in crazy times dude like i feel like I don't know about you guys. I mean, we're all about the same age, but like, I feel like 
my generation or like my age group, like the pre-millennials mm-hmm. was like one of the last groups to get through. Like I got through all of elementary school before getting introduced to uh, oh. social media. Oh, right. Like I did have my DS and my PlayStation, but like there was no like, I never, there was no um, like uh, online yet. Yeah. Like it was like, I played PlayStation with my one friend. I couldn't go call him from across the U.S. and play on all that Dial shit. Up. Or exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. But now it's like, I remember when I got to middle school, like Instagram had just dropped when I was in seventh grade. And, like, I feel like it just changes the way that, like, kids are, like, perceiving reality. Yeah. And, like, I feel like less men know how to talk to girls now, too, because it's, like, everything on social media and DMing. I feel like a lot of, a lot of, and it goes both ways. P, I want to hear your um, your perce- uh, perception as well. But I feel like a lot of women, too, are, like, trying to, like, embody, like, what they see on, like, these women, like, on the Kardashian and shit. And it's, like, it's so in your face that a lot of people are, like, trying to be that next famous person or whatnot. But because social media is... Alex Earl. Yeah, or whatever, whoever that is, yeah. You don't know who Alex Earl is? No, who's that? Dude, literally the it girl right now. The it girl? You don't know who Alex Earl is? It or it? It. Is she hot? Wednesday? Are you serious? Let me see it. Wednesday? I'm... Wednesday? No, 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 no. No, No, today is Tuesday. Are you guys No. You're actually kidding. Anyone who I bet you I've probably seen it. They're probably going to be like, you're joking, you don't know who Alex Earl is? She's literally this girl who has blown up... This is going to be the title of this episode. Who the fuck is Alex Earl? Her last name is Earl? Yes. Like a man? Like E-A- Earl, like like Earl the dude. E-A-R-L. My name is Earl? Yeah. Okay, well, why are you looking at it? Yeah, I just feel like in today's society, like, there's a lot of people that are, like, trying to, like, embody some. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, it's good. Like, you should have role models, but. So, I mean, that's why I have a problem with, like, everyone. Social doing, media. Well, not even social media. Just everyone's so into, like, creating online content. Yeah. Like, videos. And I'm like, that's removing so much time out of people's lives. Yeah. And the more and more like subscribers people have, and so and Jesus. all this media that gets put oh, onto YouTube, Sorry, all this media that gets put onto YouTube, like that's like sucking people from like living in the present. Yep. And they're just like watching all this like content online. Yeah. So get off more, this fucking YouTube yeah, right now. More, more, more. Stop watching this right now. God damn it. This is like on YouTube. The, no, the more people go, like, yeah. you know, this is why we have this problem. Like, no one goes out. No one, like, no mm-hmm. one has conversations on the phone. When was the last time someone, like, actually called you on the phone? Most yeah. people prefer to text. Like, you, I mean, or no, FaceTime. I call you all the time. Yeah, 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 but I mean, you're, like, no, it's, it's, a very, guys call me it's, too. A, it's a very small percentage. I'll call people, and they're like, dude, why don't you just text? I'm like, because you're fucking boring. Yeah. Like, I can tell you what I got to tell you in, in five minutes real yeah. quick, then have to go half an hour back in, like, yeah. you know? And exactly. half the time, you can't even understand, like, People are in the same house and they're like, sure. what well, do you, you want for dinner text? Yeah, you can't express, you can't express like emotions through text as well as you can. Like people yeah. can tell so, my annotation, connotation. Things get misread a exactly. lot of text. And like, so yeah. actually, uh, since you wanted to know my perspective as a female on this topic specifically, I actually just went through this with uh, two different guys basically. I was like, I met this one guy in the real world um and i, I feel like yeah because we're talking about social media yeah, yeah yeah so like i met him Basically met the guy at the gym okay cool so i met this guy and then i actually matched with him on hinge but we'd already had conversations in person yeah when we decided that we wanted to text each other we both said like hey we're really bad texters we prefer facetiming yep and so anytime we talk we would facetime each other and with this guy i had a great like emotional connection for sure walking red flag but that's besides besides the point the oh, other he guy was a walking red flag yes okay. but i have like really good conversation with him uh-huh. so i really liked him so he turned to a yellow flag eh, it's a little proceed with caution and so then <laughs> i like that and then there's this guy who at the same time i was talking to but i met him straight off of hinge mm-hmm. and he's just a green flag all in all however 
really bland texture and not as great as conversation. Mm -hmm. And so he was the kind of guy who would want to text me all the time. And I hate texting. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody to just constantly be asking me like, how's your day? What are you doing? Irrelevant like, bullshit. You, which is minute you know, Exactly. And I'm just small like, talk. I Fucking can't be talk. answering this all day. Like I have Little better talk. things to do. Yeah. If I'm going to have a conversation with you, I either want it to be in person or over the phone. You want it meaningful. And I want to sure. understand what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Like if all you, if all you got to text is like, how was your day? Get the fuck out of here. I got but better like, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But I like, it just that. comes to show like, even just the slightest uh, difference in how you communicate with somebody can make all the difference. Like even if you're the perfect person on paper or you're the most awful person on paper, like you're still going to connect with those people differently based off of how you communicate with them, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, no, hundred percent. I think like transparency is huge. And like, there's this cool, I always talk about it on, like every podcast, but it's so dope because you guys don't like to read and whatnot. There's this really cool study that was done by some UCLA professor, but it's called the seven thirty five fifty three rule. If you have that up, it, means it adds to a hundred. So what it is, is any, t any context. So any message, right? If I said, Hey, how you doing? Seven percent of what you say is is um what's the, the actual words is per is perceived or transmitted to the to person receiving it as what you're saying. Thirty five percent of what you're saying is um, that they're perceiving is the tonality in the way you say it, and fifty three percent is fucking body language. Yeah. So yeah. We, when we're talking this later, we're on the doors. If you're going like, hey, how you doing today? If my eyes are open and I'm fucking shoulders are wide and I'm saying it with the way like I actually care yeah. or not even to make it so if you just go talk to someone like your buddy like hey how's your, dude, how's your day brother for sure you know it's going to be perceived as like he gives a fuck Different. if I literally said the same exact yeah. thing hey, how's your day brother yeah. I'm not looking at you my shoulders are down and my voice is like I could give a fuck yeah. people read that so yeah like for I think sure. FaceTime I mean, and phones so, are huge so for all the hundreds of people that are uh, listening to this right yes. now no we've been getting over 100 an episode yeah, yeah, dude. it's actually that are really like 200 now that aren't really aware of what we do all of us sell shoulder door to door yeah. so what he's saying is that like like one of the biggest things that our, one of our bosses tells us yeah. is like your attitude and your emotions going onto their doors yeah. make a huge difference 100%. Right? so we say the same shit over and over again yeah but if I'm having a shitty day, right? That's why you, the, the way your mindset is. You have to prepare yourself before you head out there, right? Because all of that, all of that will affect how you come out off at the doors. Because you're having a shitty day, you didn't work out in the morning, you have barely any hours sleep, or you're hungover. Yep. You're gonna go and just half-ass that shit, and you're you're not gonna get any work done. Yep. Right. Versus what one of the biggest things that we do now is that prepare from the night before. Make sure I know what I'm doing. You know, I take my time to hit the gym in the morning, right. and I prepare to hit before I hit the doors. I get to the doors. And I'm dialed. Yep. I'm like, I'm yeah, in a good mood. I'm happy, doing. right? On the on the on the way there, I listen to a podcast, and 10, 15 minutes before there, I play my jam, right? Mm -hmm. I play my jam, and I'm just like, I'm like in a mood. You're zoning right? in, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm zoning in. By yeah. the time I'm there, I'm just like, I have, I make sure to have a good time, yeah. right? I goof around a bit. I'm like, yo, how's everything going, guys? And they feel it. Mm -hmm. They they sense that like vibe most of the time, unless you know, they're like. You know, eighty years old. And no, hundred like, percent. You know, yeah, yeah. Why the fuck are you knocking on my door? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know? But then at but least you know how to react to those all. people yeah. that aren't giving you yeah. the, who aren't letting you break preoccupation and like aren't letting you have that fun conversation. You kind of just brush those people away and you're like, okay, yeah. they're having a bad day, whatever. Like, I'm out of here. Yep. Um, but it makes those rejections a lot less painful. So not everybody's gonna be my customer. I think, yeah, I think too. It's like, yeah, there's you, the thing is when we, with our job, which is really unique. A lot of times, it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Is like. You have no idea who's behind that door. Like someone could have, and this happened to me. I've had like someone on the door, like, dude, my wife just died last yeah. night. Like, ball. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, have a, you know, God bless. Have a great day. Or, dude, I, you know, they're pissed off, and you you pick at it a little bit, and they're like, dude, I'm literally going. I'm on my way out to my son's funeral right now, and I'm like, I'm 
So at the end of the day, you have, don't feel guilty personally, but you have to understand like people are having tough times. So there are other people I knocked on the doors and like, dude, I just got married. Like, fuck yeah, we need solar. Or yeah, we're having a kid. We don't know how to pay for all the electricity bills if there's anything to help us out. So sure. it goes both ways. The majority of the time, it, you are helping people. I mean, you're always helping people, but majority of the time, people are in a uh, area to at least speak or think about it. But yeah, at the end of the day, like Pia is saying, is like there are going to be negative people. And this isn't just for solar. It's for life that you're going to get. And it's like, it's hard, but you have to retain your energy and have to understand that like every day when you start, you wake up, you have like 100% energy. And if you do your day right, you should have zero when you go to bed. So you don't want to fucking waste your time on anybody or any extra time or anything that's going to take away from your energy because then that's when you're going to like – because I've had – when I first started, I had doors where people like cuss me out or like threaten to call the cops and I'm like so shook up. Yeah. I go to the next door and my pitch is like, uh, my name's – like I don't even try because I'm yeah. so scared to yeah. piss someone off. And it's really hard to master. We're all still working it out. But the more self-aware you can become of like understanding that like, dude, someone's probably just having a bad day. Don't take it personal. Yeah, exactly. What's up? It's your sales battery. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, like, there's a, it's called the check. three P's. Um, there's this really cool thing you guys should check it out. It's called Daniel Pink. Look him up. He's a New York Times bestseller. He also does master classes, which, I, which I've been doing. I recommend you guys check those out too. Um, but basically, the master class he did, he took some that there's the three P's. And it's uh, it's personal, it's um, perspective, and I forget, forgot the third one. But it basically is saying that like most of the time when someone's mad at you, it's not even you. It's like they have something personal going on. It's um, perception. You might be reading it the wrong way. And I forgot the third P. But it was really cool because it took things into perspective. Like, yeah, most of the time when someone's pissed off, you cannot let it take it personal. Because if you took every positive thing personally and negative, like, you'd be a roller coaster, right? If every time someone just smiled at you and said, hey, like, oh, that person likes me. Oh, my God, that one is my buddy. Like, dude, relax. In the same way, if someone's, like, you know, flipped you off or, like, was like, hey, get out of the way or whatever, you'd be like, dude, what did I do wrong? So you got to have a very even kill mindset. And I think that's something that helps me on the doors. And Caesar and Pia can probably attest the same thing as like, you don't get too high or too low. Like you close a bunch of deals, great. You close none, great. Like you do the same thing every fucking day and like constant repetition carries conviction. So yeah. 100p. It's all about inputs. Push Input. Push and pee. Push and pee. Yeah, future. I can get that voice crazy. Push and pee. But uh, anyway, dude, since we're on that, uh, I know you guys were kind of talking about it before the podcast, but I guess Pia, you go ahead and start us off here. But I know you were talking about solar and like independence. Like what do you kind of mean by that? The independent, so we're all independent contractors, we're all 1099s, which is great because, I mean, it's all, again, it's all about perspective. For some people, they say you are crazy delusional for, you know, being at a 100% commission job. Psycho. Like, there's no, there's no benefits, like, you don't have any sort of certainty in this job, like, what are you doing, how are you going to make money, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like the way that my brain's always worked and how I've always wanted to work has been in an entrepreneurial setting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize that until getting into this job because nothing in school really stuck out to me as to things that I wanted to do. I've always wanted to be a high level professional. I've always known that I wanted to run my own business, but I didn't know what that business was. And when this opportunity came along, it's literally your own business that you're running, you have like all the power in it, you just have zero risk in it. So this yeah. other company, which is Sunrun, they're putting up all of the risk and all of the capital into your business. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is just run your own business. And it's like- It's a way to look at it. And that's the only way you can look at it in order to have a long-term goal in this because, and I've heard this on Electric People podcast where a lot of the higher-ups, they've talked about how when they got started, how they got into it and whatnot. 
And that's the way they viewed it. And that's how I started viewing it. And I'm, I'm really glad that my views align with the DMs of the yeah, company. Because yeah. that just gets, gives me hope that... You're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing. I'm hitting the right steps. And, like, I want to get to where they're at eventually. So I'm hoping that that'll happen. 100%. (laughs) Caesar, what do you think on this, brother? About just the... Like, what are are your thoughts on, like, independence or, I guess, to be more, like... Just in general, what we're doing Yeah, like, what do you think... uh, How how does it make you independent? Like, in what aspects has solar made giving you a sense of independence? So, it it was kind of just, like, a reality check for me, the reason I came down here. I mean, you're pretty aware of my, like, my circumstances. 100%, yeah. Um, I was living back in Chico, just um, working as a bartender in Riley's. Shout out, Best Bar. Best Bar America! (laughs) And, don't get me wrong, it's probably one of the, like, it was probably the most fun job I've had. (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts, yeah. The the people there are amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure whoever's listening knows who Wayne, Kelsey, and all these guys there. I mean, these guys are the GOAT. They've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. I just, I, I couldn't keep up emotionally and just mentally with that lifestyle. Yeah. I used to live next door. Yeah, he did. Literally literally the next door. Like I was drinking an absurd amount, um, like a week Mm -hmm. and, uh, my body and alcohol just don't mix. Mm-hmm. Like I was going through like some shitty depression. Yeah. And what I needed was just a change. And at some point, like I, I was just not making those changes in my life. At some point, I just had to like you know stop making excuses about my yeah. shit and do something. Right. So within like two weeks' notice, I just you know the guy, our boss now, Mike. Yeah. Um, Mike Brand. He uh, he called me up and he offered me this job that was actually not even meant for me. It was mm-hmm. meant for Nikki. Yeah, and, your buddy. Yeah. Yeah, and. He called me up. He's like, he interviewed me over the phone. He's not like, dude, man, like we don't usually offer jobs to people from out of state or from, you know, um, on the I other side of California. Yeah, literally. You know, 10 hours away. Yep. But uh, if you want the job, you know, it's yours. We'd love to have you out here. And like, awesome, man. I just got to sort some things out because I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have, I didn't have a place to stay. I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be making jobs. I was like, hey, I got to figure some things out. Yeah. And I told him, like, I need, I'm going to need a couple of weeks. And he's like, you got 10 minutes. And I, I was closed like, you, bro. Yeah, he's closed you, girl. <laughs> and get to know him now. Like you get to know him, this guy, and he's a closer. Like yeah. he's never not selling something. Yeah. He's always selling himself or a product or something. Yeah. So he, I mean, now I know that I got closed, but it was the best. Like no, it was a good book. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. I'm like, hey, like I'm, I'm gonna need some time because I don't even know where to stay. He's all like, I'm gonna need to know before like we hang up. And I'm like, all right, man, I'll figure things out. I'll be there. I'll see you in. It was less than two weeks. Right? Yeah, it's fucking, fucking got crazy. up and left. I didn't even pack my apartment. My parents packed up everything for me and just put it in a storage. I just got my clothes mm-hmm. and um, I brought my clothes, like just two tubs of clothes, and that's about it. Moved. And then freaking, uh, how did you have money saved up? Or like- yeah, no, it was one of the benefits. Yeah, so I had a good, like, had a nice spot there. I was I actually paying. I was living in PB, which I had a yeah. great spot. I wasn't paying a bunch of money, but I had money saved up. So it was one of the biggest things. Yeah, right now if no one has any. Like things yep. holding them back, and they're trying to make a move. Just grind, save money, and fucking like just go for it. Yeah, right. Just go for it. Like if you got 10, 15 grand in the bank. Just keep that, and you know, take a chance on yourself. Yeah. And this job just made it easy because, I mean, you guys are aware of how your taxes work, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing I love about this is, regardless of what you do, you gotta pay some sort of tax. Yeah. The difference is that when you're a W two employee, you know, you get paid before you even touch your money. Tax. Uncle Sam gets taxed, and then with what's left, you have to pay your expenses. Yep. Being a, having an LLC or an S corp or being a ten ninety nine, you you have your money monthly income the way that we work. I pay my expenses, so anything from my car, my vehicle, my tires, anything has work related. Yep. You know, my my me taking out clients out to uh, 
uh, to lunch or me, me and you guys just going out. Like all of that are expenses. Those get written off, deducted from my total income. Yeah. And what's left with that, that's what I get taxed, yeah. right? And everything else is perfect. Yeah, so I get right, taxed on a much shit. less per- percentage and you keep a lot more for yourself. Yeah. So okay. I love that in, like um, independence of me being able to manage my money. Yeah. It lets me know a little bit more of my finances and make sure that I'm in control of that. And at the end of the day, there's some pretty cool perks because, I mean, if I use my car just for work, all that shit's a write-off. You know, mm. get myself a Tesla, that's a write-off. 100p! And that's, like, that's what uh, a lot of Rich Dad, Poor Dad it talks about. Phenomenal book. book. Check it out. It's amazing. Uh, still haven't gotten through the whole thing, but I'm uh, working on it. But basically, they, they talk a lot about how rich people get richer because they know how to use all of their money to better their business. Like, yep. any, any person who has a high net worth they have nothing to their name. Everything is on their business name. Yeah. So, like, if you try and sue that person, like, they got nothing. They yeah. literally own nothing. Own nothing, control everything. Exactly. It's, yeah, I mean... Put your money to work. Exactly. Have your money work for you, don't work for it. That's, I, I mean, that's the end goal. It is, like, getting passive income where I can literally be sitting here. We're, we're just cashing checks, you know. And so, I think with solar, the cool thing about it is it gives you such a... Um, I mean, it's to be honest, I'm not going to sit here and say it's for everyone. Because a lot of people, it's not for you. Like, it's literally a sink or swim job. But if you're of that like different breed, or not even different breed, but if you're that one of those go-getters that's like, hey, dude, I want to give this a go, and you fucking put your time and energy into it, you will be successful. It's going to be tough at first. Like, when I first started, I was making like shit money, not from solar, but I was waiting for commission checks to come in. Average commission checks takes like two to three months, depending on how long the install takes with permitting and all that. So I was just sitting there waiting, and I was working at a restaurant, and I was like, dude, fuck, dude, I'm losing money because I'm not working as many shifts at this restaurant. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm busting my ass with solar and I'm getting these deals, but I'm waiting for them to come in. But it's like, you take that leap of faith where you like start getting really low on money, like starting to have to ask people like, dude, fuck, dude, can you just spot me like 30 bucks? But then finally when the, the checks hit, I was like, holy fuck, like this was all worth it. So at the end of the day, it's scary, but like there's never been a better time in our lives, especially for the 20 year olds listening to like take a risk. Cause like you become 30, 40, you have families, mortgages. I mean, shit, just from my age now to when I was 21, I've already had to take on so much more like expenses between like rent and living on my own utilities, mm-hmm. you know, student debt. And so the older you get, you just get more obligations in life. So I think if you're able to like, whatever you want to do now, it doesn't have to be solar, but the idea with this whole thing is whatever you want to do now, if you fucking really are about it and you want to commit to it, do it. Because yeah. I tried is 10 times better than what if, because what if will drive you fucking crazy. You'll never know. You will never know what could have been, but I tried like, Hey, if at least I failed like David Goggins, he talks about it being an attempt. That's it's not even a fail. Yeah. That's a good book. I heard you Never finished. Book. Second one out now for right. sponsorship. <laughs> but anyway. You know crazy though? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You know this crazy like fact someone told me? What? That like 45% of like people out there with a bank account don't have more than $1,000 on their checkings. That's nice. I think that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like so many people live above their means and shit yeah. that like the social media going back into that, that takes a huge effect. Everyone's posting out their best life and everyone thinks that that's what everyone's daily life is like i'm like no man they post this shit half the time it's just fake mm-hmm. right and people are trying to live up to that life because they're trying to in like constant search of that just what is the serotonin or no not serotonin dopamine, dopamine just rush yeah. of like hey feel good and having all this stuff look on my likes yeah it's such an empty life man and i'm just i i i haven't bought like clothes in like fucking like in forever man i have clothes that have been like 10 years old mm-hmm. and I'm, i mean after i start stop growing mm-hmm. it's the same shit man it's just the same you know yeah. what the fuck i never felt the need to flex a like brand i'm like I, yeah. well dude that's a good way to look at it too because a lot of you like i have a hard time as far as like 
fuck, like, especially I like to golf, like, get a new polo, get a new hat, get a new shirt. But what's cool that you remind me of, I have another buddy that I work with for my company, um, and he, he's making, like, really good money too, like, probably over 300000 a year. And he's like, I remember one time we were having a talk in a meeting, he's like our team lead, and he was saying, like, he's like, dude, I get my clothes at Walmart still. He's like, I don't give a fuck about new shit. Now, I know that's a preference. Like, maybe Pierre and I would be like, fuck, dude, I'm trying to get some new shit. But the idea is, like, think when you, when you surround yourself with people that are making more money than you and more successful than you, and you're like, what are they doing? Like, why do they have so much cash? Obviously, they're busting their ass, but they're obviously not spending it on stupid shit. They're being so smart with their money. Self-control. Yeah, self-control. And it's like being able to be like, nah, I'm not going to the bar tonight. Or nah, I don't need to buy that golf club. Or nah, I don't need to buy this fucking 50-inch plasma TV. Like, instead, save it for investments and assets that will pay you. And exactly. I think it's it's hard at our age, especially like you guys are living in San Diego. Like, solar money is fucking crazy out the ass. Um, but it's like being able to like pocket it, like Caesar, what you're doing is probably saving you, you probably save so much, you'll never know, but you probably save so much money just by not buying clothes. Yeah. Like just see the clothes you have, you know, like for me, I'm like, oh fuck, I got, I got a couple brands and you know, new solar check comes in, fuck, like let me go, let me go don't go. Get, don't me get me wrong, I still have a fuck ton of clothes. It's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always strapped with the clothes, right? Get it right. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, I, I just keep, if it fits, it's there. And at some point I'm like, I will wear it, but like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, my favorite store is TJ Maxx. Yeah. TJ Maxx yeah. and Costco, it's, bro. TJ Maxx is like the nice uh, Ross. I, yeah. yeah. But I, am, organized. I am addicted to Costco, which is probably where most of my money goes. Yeah. But, like, I don't, like I said, I don't need to flex. Big, yeah. My, my like, favorite clothes is from Costco. Yeah. Like, Costco had a, I think it was like a that $20 Kirkland, jacket. Kirkland literally looked like Carhartt. And I bought it in every color because I'm like, this, this rate, it's, yeah. that show, I still have those. And yeah. those things are like four or five years old. Yeah. Right? 100p. Yeah, I don't know. Costco's well, a, yeah. well, hey, so in case hey, you know. Let me, let me get sponsored by Costco. Yeah, Costco. You know, Labs <laughs> Kirkland, hit us up. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of just to like wrap up on it is like, obviously we talked about money. It gives you financial freedom. But what are like some goals? Like if you guys could look into your life, let's say 5, 10. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do like 20 years from now. If you could do everything you want to do financially, like where would you want to have like your life set up? At? I know it's like such a, such a deep question, but if like just – just like a ballpark idea, like, do you want to be living in San Diego still? Like, do you want to be knocking doors? Do you want to be investing? Like, if you could have it set up, like, where would you want to live? And like, what kind of life would you want to like set up for your family? So are you asking five, 10 or 20? Yeah, you're right. Let's do, let's do, actually, this is good. Let's make it all deep. And you're on your deathbed, right? So we'll say like 50 plus years from now. Oh, oh fuck. my God, no. That's a bit. Let's, that's do, a bit. let's just do 20 years. Oh, fuck. I think 20 years is a good all right, mark 20 years. because we're going to be in our 40s. Yes. Okay. We're all going to be in our 40s. Okay. And by then, Capital I would plan. hope to have a family, mm-hmm. some kids, um, hopefully be married as yep. well. Which is crazy thinking about it, because even in 20 yeah. years, we could not have kids and still be like in our in our prime. Yeah. Like, yeah. for guys, if, you're, if we're 40, we're yeah. so, dude, we're, I mean. 40 is a new 30, babe. Yeah, if you take care of yourself, you hit the gym and you make sure you're physically yeah. like healthy, yeah. a dude being 40, bro, we're wine. Yeah, we age so much nicely. I'm, try, I'm trying to be like your pops, bro. Like, yo, shout, <laughs> shout out, out to Tony. Shout out to Tony. 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 Tony, dad. You might not know me, but yo, you, yeah. nah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we want the boys to look like Tony. When there you go. There for you sure. Go. So, um, I love that. Like, we're still going to be in our prime, but that's when we're at the our most value. Because when yeah. we're experienced, we, we know how to manage money. We have money by then. We don't start a family, bro. Like, with someone that's, you know, like... 30 or something like that we're just dude we're yeah. gonna kill it man and we're, we're gonna be set we're just gonna have 100% you know I heard a statistic on Mind Pump shout out Mind Pump I love them quick shout out uh, what are they like an Instagram page 
No, no dude, they're podcast. the number one fitness and health podcast. Mind Pump? Yeah. Okay, say so that. I'll check I'm slacking on like Sound the outside. Now? Okay. Anyway, so the statistic was super random. They said that females have the peak of their, um, what's their sex life oh. in their 40s. Dude, that's why so many cougars are trying to hit on like young guys. That's like when they. I've been have at the bars like and like some cougars hit me on the yeah. back a little bit, but I'm just like, damn, like maybe maybe because old dudes' testosterone levels go down. That's literally what happens. Yo, nowadays so they're not getting in bed, right? Huh? Nowadays it's crazy. Yeah, right. You just grow a stash well, I think and you got a shot. Just figure America, out like, what it is it that they want? Yeah, and they like. Demand oh, like what's it. their kinks and you know? like they know the G spot, all this crazy shit. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Okay, good. Where I see myself in 20 years, uh, by then I'll be like 43, something like that. And I see myself, like I said, with a family, with a husband, um, and owning several properties, probably living somewhere in SoCal. Yep. Um, However, having the freedom, like I've never been like wanting to have a huge house. I don't want to have purchase a mansion or anything like that. Even if I had the money for it, I think that's a dumb investment. Like, it's not even an investment. Yeah. It's just a, yeah. it's a stupid purchase, honestly. Yeah. Um, honestly, to own have a mansion. To own a home. To own, like, a huge home for no reason. Grant Cardone, just rent. So, honestly, what I want to do is just have, an, like, a nice house in a nice area where I can do everything that I want and give my family a good life and then have a ton of investment properties that are generating passive income for myself and on top of that, have the time freedom and financial freedom to be able to travel around the world. Mm. A huge thing that my family was able to, I guess, raise me with or like provide me with when I was younger is the like life, what's it called? Uh, life experience. Yeah, you had a good childhood. I had a really good childhood. Obviously, I had like my rough times. Yeah. Like everybody. Everyone's got through. But my parents really prioritized travel and experiences and so that's what they spent their money on they didn't ever i don't can't remember the a single time in my life where my parents like bought something luxurious you know they, like they spent it on like the experiences exactly like okay. my my parents you know they're like in the middle class and i mean they do well but they're not they could buy a million dollar house they just they're not going to yeah. you know they know that they want to be able to own their own house they want to be able to pay it off whatever and they're actually about to pay off their first house. Oh, that's phenomenal! Um, yeah. This month, so damn. Shout out to them for that. Shout out to Rivera's. And um, and yeah, so they're just smart with it. They're financially literate, and they prioritize, you know, being able to travel and stuff. And some of my friends have always told me, like, why are your parents always somewhere new? Why are you yeah. always traveling? It's like, because that's what we like to do. You yeah. know, we want to enrich our minds with culture and new places and food and whatnot. And so yeah, that's more valuable to us than. A Louis Vuitton bag. 100%. Yeah, it's like, what's your happiness? Um, exactly. What about you, Caesar? Sorry, space out a bit. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> 20 years from now, where do you want to see, like, what's your life look like? Oh, for sure. I was thinking about that. So, I mean, financial independence is always a big thing. Yeah. Um, like, I think my perspective uh, of life has been, like, you know, looking back or talking about the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like, I just right. got done with that book not too long ago. Yep. And it kind of gives me the perspective of, like, Poor Dad, right? Yep. Like my, that's that, that's what my dad was, mm-hmm. right? Like, or at least the mentality behind it was, like, work. Like, find a place, get a job, go to go school. Go to school, yeah. And work your ass off, 100%, right? Yep. Like, my dad, like, I love my dad. And one of the biggest things that I got from him, 
and that I love and will always cherish for his days is work ethic. My yeah. dad grinds his fucking ass off. Yeah. Like, from when I was a little kid, like, 6 o'clock in the morning to, like, 9 p.m. Like, yeah, he's work, 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 yeah. right? And it wasn't until I was older that we were actually able to get a connection because it's kind of role that he kind of was forced into and kind of took um, in our family was more of the, like, rule setter yeah. and the breadwinner. Right. Yeah. So I mean, the I, father. I, yeah. So I used to be scared of shit of my dad. Like, yeah. like me, me growing up with my dad, we never really had that like connection. Mm-hmm. Like was a dad. Um, until I was older, and I mean, I look back and I'm like, fuck. Like, if it wasn't for him and him being strict, would have been like, I would have been a fucking dick. Like yeah. I would have been like a shit kid. Like never paid attention. I would ended up like probably doing drugs and games. Yeah, I mean you like grew that. up in Compton, which yeah. is crazy. I mean Watts, but yeah. So for people Watts, that, know yeah. that um, so I grew up in a really shitty neighborhood, and mm-hmm. like I, I, it would not have been hard to slip into one of those paths. So like me looking back, I'm just I I look back at some of those things that I want to change some of those aspects of my life and. Passive income has always been, like, a big focus of mine. I want to understand how money works, yes. just the finances behind it, like, understanding how to operate my own LLC or when to switch over to an S-Corp, um, you know, like, the benefits of working your own money, right? Like, one of the coolest things that once you start looking into this is, like, people that have, like, a board, like, a board of trustees, yes. right? Once a quarter, you can take a trip somewhere as long as you, like... You take uh, take notes and take attendance of who's there. You guys talk about work. Bro, you can go to fucking like Hawaii once a quarter and it's all paid off by like whatever company yeah. you work with. And essentially you guys could be my trust and uh, you know, my board yeah. of trustees. You know, and then we just go to Hawaii for, for, yeah. for you know, for a week or so. For yearly right off, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's it's you know, everyone says, Oh man, taxes were meant to be paid, right? Like what is that thing that when people talk about the tax code, like there's 84 pages of the tax code that tell you what you should be paying and about the rest, hundreds of pages tell you how to avoid those payments. Yeah. Right? And that's where people need to focus their attention on. Like tax law to me is fascinating yeah. and I really want to. Yeah. I mean, everything's legal. Like you should be able to do these and the tax laws were meant for people that are like, like business owners and want to work with the money and like spur, like, you know, you know, make the economy grow. And yeah, yeah, like there's a benefit, sure, like grow the economy, but at the same time, like take it to your advantage. If you want to be a little bit outgoing and just take a shot in the dark and be innovative and like essentially help like a community with a business that you have, yeah. like you're providing service, you're being of use to the society. Right. Like sure, man, like this is why it's meant, and it, it, it's incentivizing for people to, 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 to build. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the mentalities, like reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, I'm like, fuck, like I didn't grow up with like Rich Dad mentality. Right. right? And it's one of the biggest things that I'm like, I want to learn as much as I can for that and be around those people, right? So that's why, like... We're in such a good place for that because yeah. a lot of the people that we work with are in that rich dad mentality. For sure. Or have at least, like... Yeah, they don't just do solar. Half of them have side businesses. Yeah. Right? Like, none, none of these guys just do that, but they're making, a, like, a really good money just doing this. And they could live off just do. But they're always trying to, do, like, be better and do more. Right. Yeah. Right, so 2020, like the end of 2022, was making sure that I surrounded myself against around people that were going to help me like grow and develop. And you know, like Mike told you today, you know, tell me who are your five closest people you spend the most time with, and I'll tell you who you'll be. Right. So, I mean, that's that's essentially what I'm trying to see in 20 years is one be financially like stable, right? Like have enough passive income. This is the have enough pass- yeah have enough passive income yeah. that I can. Um, 
just sustain a nice life. Yeah. But I, I want a nice house and I want to live with everyone, like all my family. Yeah. Because you're Italian, right? Yeah. Most Italians have three generations in the households. Yeah. Right? Not mine, though. We're all I mean, split. First, I'm Irish, too, and Mexican. Yeah. I'm like, uh, take every little part like of the world. Irish goodbyes. Yeah, facts. I need uh, to be doing that sometimes. No, but I, I want to have, uh, like, my family. Like, I have my two nieces that I love. Yeah. Right? She just, one of them just turned, uh, just okay. one. This is going, though. Keep going. Don't worry about Caesar. Sorry. Sorry. This is like glitching, but YouTube's gone. For sure. So I, I want to bring my family in and just have a big family live together mm -hmm. and just be able to provide for them, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, this is going to wrap up another episode of the Larry Society <laughs> podcast. Um, dude, thank you guys both so much for coming on. Love you both. All right. One last thing. We'll make it short and sweet. Like no more than seven words. How do you want to be remembered? If you were to die today, Pia first. How do you want to be remembered? It's only seven words. Like less than ten. Right? You already wasted five. Yeah. <laughs> that was three. That's hard. Well, I feel like you guys have to say it about me. No. No, you have to say about yourself. Your goals. What do you want? No, to like do? life. Like if you die today, like how does Pierre? Is, is it Rivera's? Rivera's. It's Federico. <laughs> ah, sheesh. Uh, Rivera's. Yeah, Rivera's. No, it's uh. So I want to be remembered as somebody who lived life. Honestly, Fire. and worked hard. That's all I'm... Okay, boom. Live life and Caesar, work Caesar, less than 10. Genuine giving folded his dreams. Yes. Loved family. You went yeah. over. No, 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 that was good. That was good. <laughs> all right. What about well, you? Uh, <laughs> I want to remember it as being a trailblazer and leaving a legacy. I was a one of one, being unique. Oh, no, you're definitely unique. Yeah. There we are. Anyway, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode. We're going to keep dropping them all fucking year. The goal is 50 podcasts, 70 YouTube videos, Ooh. and making out with three grandmas. We'll see you next week.